Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
Hallelujah. Why don't you do it one more time unto the Lord? Amen. For our Lord God is wonderful. Hallelujah. Shall we please pray over the offerings? Wow. Father, may you reign on this offerings in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's time for the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I thought a TSA was saying, but amen. It's time for the word. Amen. Let's rise to our feet as we welcome upstage our pastor, our prophet, our reverend, Charles Osei. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. this afternoon we have come with open hearts we have not come with a prejudiced heart we have not come with a malicious heart we have not come with a suspicious heart but we have come with open hearts let the ancient words impact let the ancient words guide us home this afternoon let wisdom be impacted let power be received. Amen. Power be received. Amen. Power be received. Amen. Power be received. Amen. Father, power to overcome. Amen. Let the word of God give us power Amen. to overcome every satanic activity, Amen. every demonic activity, Amen. every obstruction of the evil one. Amen. Let the power to overcome be given to us. Amen. In Jesus' name I pray. And let the saints say, Amen. 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 
Hallelujah. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord and sit on top of your enemies? Hallelujah. Amen. Sit on top of your enemies. Hallelujah. Power to overcome. Hallelujah. Power to overcome. Hallelujah. You know, I'll tell you something. Sometimes, sometimes you know what, sometimes you know the right thing to do, but you don't have the power to do it. You know this is right. But somehow, the ability to do is not there. Hallelujah. That is what makes, that is what, that is what makes most of us quote, quote the saying, the spirit is willing. It is, it is that, that's what brings that saying. The spirit is what? But what? Yeah, flesh. Uh, spirit is willing. But you know, yeah, because you know what to do, but the power to do is not there. Hallelujah. But this afternoon, may power to do be on your side. May power to do. I say, may power to do be on your side. Have the power to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's learn our memory verse. Luke 4, 18, I believe. Luke, chapter 4, verse 18. One, two, go. Let's read. Luke 4, 18. Spirit. But before then, we were talking about prayer. You remember? So I'm continuing my series on prayer. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Prayer is an invisible force. It's mysterious. To be honest with you, sometimes we don't even know how prayer works, but it works. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Yeah, sometimes we don't even know how prayer works, but it works. You cannot pinpoint how is this thing working, but it works. Hallelujah. So we started talking about prayer, and we said, Jesus said that men always ought to pray and not to faint. Hallelujah. And he gave a parable, and we explained that the reason why Jesus Christ said men always ought to pray is because of where you are. Hallelujah. On this planet earth, you cannot live here without praying. Hallelujah. If you live on earth without praying, you are doomed. 99% of your life is gone. Hallelujah. You need prayer on earth. Because the reason why you need prayer on earth is because Satan is here. I say he was cast from heaven. And there was rejoicing in heaven. But say, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. So, so long as you are on land, on sea, you need to pray. Maybe when you go to Mass, you may not need to pray. Because he's not on Mass. He's not on Jupiter. But on earth, you need to pray. Hallelujah. He is your enemy, your adversary. Hallelujah. And prayer, so, so we are talking about, prayer is essential to live. Okay? Some things are essential. Oxygen is essential to live on earth. You cannot live without oxygen. In the same way, you cannot live without prayer. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So we spoke about prayer extensively. And talk about prayer. And you need to pray. Hallelujah. And I think I talked about the types of prayer. Prayer of consecration. That will be done. We spoke about the prayer of what? Faith. 
and then we spoke about other prayer. Hmm? Praying in the spirit, Jude, praying in tongues. And we spoke about praying loudly. Loud prayers. Hallelujah. Yeah, you need to pray. Especially when you are afraid, you need to pray. Hallelujah. When you are afraid, you need to pray. When Jesus Christ was afraid, he prayed. He, he just not only prayed, he screamed. Hallelujah. Yeah. You don't only scream when you are frightened. You scream when you pray when you are frightened. Hallelujah. Some of you, when you are frightened, you scream when you see a rat. Hey! No, pray. <laughs> Hallelujah. Even though you scream, pray. Hallelujah. Good. So he taught us how to pray. So we are continuing on prayer. Hallelujah. And I said that prayer is a mysterious thing, you know? Very mysterious. Yeah. How it works, sometimes you don't understand, but it works. Amen. And I want you to have faith in prayer. That's why when Jesus, when Jesus said that prayer, when Jesus told us that parable, he said, when a son of man comes, will he find faith on earth? In other words, will he find people who believe in prayer? Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Yeah. Like Bishop always said, it is better to know how to pray than how to have a degree. Yeah. It is more important to know how to pray than to have a degree. Hallelujah. I've been on earth for a while. You have been on earth for a while. You have been on this planet called earth. You will find that, look, people have degrees upon degrees and their life is still zero. Oh, yeah. I know people that when they mention their name, the degrees that follow them, alphabets, and they still can't sit up. Hallelujah. So you can see that it's not by degrees. It is by prayer. Hallelujah. So it is better to know how to pray. Hallelujah. On this planet. Amen. And prayer works. Hallelujah. Prayer works. Over the years, I've come to believe in prayer more. Hallelujah. Because I'm beginning to see more of my prayers work. Amazingly. Amazingly. Almost every week, I have a testimony of a prayer that I prayed and it worked. Almost every week. Almost. Even last week, I had one. I prayed about something. When I go, it had been done. I mean, I'm talking about you pray now, you go, it's done. Like I pray, but I get to know the thing has been achieved. So I've come to see prayer as a remote control. You press it, no, it didn't work. You know how you press the remote control and the TV come on? That's how prayer is. Channel change. Change this, Lord. Tell my God that the channel has changed. That's, that's, that's how, by the grace of God, my prayer has come to. So now I believe in prayer fully. Yeah, that's how. May your faith come there. Amen. I believe clearly that if I pray now that this thing will be open, by the time I get it, it will be open. Amen. Every day, like even as we pray, God, that has happened. Hallelujah. So there's no, I have come to the point where there are no ifs and buts in my prayer. Start by talking to what they are interested in. That's what you don't know. 
Even at your work, use it. Even at your job. If you want to get the attention of your boss, start by talking to what he's interested in. Hallelujah. Yeah. Always start with what is interested in. They are interested in. Don't approach your boss and say, "Well, no, I, I need this." No, you start with, "Oh, you know, yeah." Last week the project that we did, the review, you know that that's what is on his heart. Okay, talk to what the. You see, it's by talking to what the person is interested in that will get the person's attention. Hallelujah, because for the same reason, you. Anytime you get a phone call and the first question is, give me this. Next time when the phone rings, you bang it up. Yeah. Are you hearing me? Yeah. So to talk to anybody who is important. You see, don't stop, don't walk up to so can I get this? The answer will be no. Yeah. You just walk to the person. Can I have this? The answer is no. I don't know you from Adam. You just came and asked me. The answer is no. If you want something, start, develop a rapport. Hallelujah. That is why Jesus told us. You see, you see the, the disciples said, Lord, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray. And said, when you pray, say, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom. You see, Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, for all this point, you are talking about how powerful the Father is. You haven't brought your rights. Have you thought about it? All this time, it says, show us the Lord's prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven. You are praising him. Hallowed be thy name. God, you are great. Thy kingdom come, Lord, you are powerful. Thy will be done, Lord, your will is great. As it is in heaven, so on earth. We w- Lord, we want to see your projects. We want to see your will. We want to see your interests be established. Before you bring your request. So you don't start your prayer with give us this day our daily bread. Which is the way most of us pray. Most of us, as soon as we wake up in the morning, God, give me this. No, have you honored him? Hallelujah. I said Hallelujah. You just start. I want this. No. Teach us how to pray. You get the. You know, see, don't, don't, you want an important person, something from important, but learn to praise him. Hallelujah. Yes. That is why even women who know how to collect money from men, they are good. When they start, oh, daddy, oh, see, Charetta, oh, they start praising the man. They will be passing their head over his bald head. Then he's happy before you ask. <laughs> huh? You see that young oh chief oh mister oh, you are so nice hey, your hair your pot I mean the pot belly is bigger than your this is but you are rubbing your hand over it before they ask. Now when the guy is happy they say uh-huh. <laughs> Can I? then they chip in your request. It's true. Those of you used to wrap uh, sugar daddy. That's what, that's what I used to do. You are looking at me like a saint. That's what I used to do. <laughs> you, yeah, you look at you, the bad guys put bullets. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, director. Oh, please. Eh. Oh, you know, last time, you know, I tell you, you are great. Oh, the man is weak. You are saying he's great. <laughs> I 
Yes. From that time, as soon as you ask, the request is granted. So you start with God by acknowledging who he is. Hallelujah. Any important person. You'll be surprised if you praise your boss, how you promote you. You'll be surprised, even your boss. Oh, I think you're good. I think, yeah, since you came to the department, things are changing. We are happy to have you. Maybe he's the most idiot. You see how you promote you? Hallelujah. So you begin with that. Amen. Yes. Yes, important person. That's what Jesus told us. That's why he told us that way. That when you start praying, this is how you stay. Okay. The question was, teach us how to pray. Listen, I'm showing you the way to pray. Hallelujah. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Look, nobody likes somebody as soon as you come, give me something. What you got for me? What you got for me? Got nothing for you. <laughs> it's annoying. Hallelujah. Yeah. I mean, all of us here, I don't know about all of us, I, I wouldn't say, I don't know about all, but most of us here, we have some phones, we have some numbers, as soon as they ring, we don't answer. I mean, I don't know about all, but most of us here, some, as soon as you see the number, no, or whether it's WhatsApp, whether it's WhatsApp, or whatever, you just, you decline, because you know what is about to follow. Hallelujah. So he told us that, Amen. I said he told us that. Hallelujah. So we must come with an, at, with an attitude of praise and worship. Hallelujah. You see, because God answers prayers. Hallelujah. Psalm 91 verse 15. Psalm 95. Oh no, 91, sorry, 91. Psalm 91 verse 15. 91 verse 16. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and I will honor him. He said that he shall call upon me and I will answer him. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. God says, you call on me, I will answer. God is not like some of us. As long as the phone, don't answer one. Don't answer two. I mean, the person is calling, you are next door, the phone is ringing. Hello. We, we, we are unable to come to the phone. Please leave a message. Move, you are still right there. Please leave a message. But God say you go say ask for me when you call. I will answer. May God answer your prayers. I say may God answer your calls. Yeah, He said you call upon me and I will answer. I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him. Hallelujah. Luke eleven verse nine. Luke 11. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened. You see, let's look at the scripture. It says, ask, and what? It says what? Ask, and what? It says what? Ask, and it shall what? So if you don't ask, you don't get. Hello? If you don't ask, stop, stop saying that God knows that I need. God knows that you need, but he wants you to ask. Hallelujah. I said God knows that you need, but he wants you to what? Ask. Ask. 
and it shall be given. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. May you believe God for supernatural things. I said may you believe God for supernatural things. May God grant you your request. Ask. Whatsoever you desire. Ask. 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 Things don't come to you automatically because you need. You see, like, like one man said, God does not answer to our needs. He answers to our request. Hallelujah. May God grant you supernatural breakthroughs. Ask. 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 You must be able to come to God. God, ask. Hallelujah. If you don't ask, you don't get. Tell your neighbor, you don't ask, you don't get. Yes. Yeah. Maybe if you are sitting with, maybe you need $10 and you are sitting with somebody who can give you $10 but you haven't asked. You'll be surprised that the person sitting by you, if you ask for $10, you give it to you. Try it and see. <laughs> I said, try it and see. <laughs> yeah, you may not be know. <laughs> You'll be surprised. Yes. Ask. 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 I say, ask. You see, one of the things I don't assume. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you hearing me? Yes. Which has been the mistake of most Christian brothers. If you want a sister, ask. Don't assume. Ask. Just take you, be bored one go to the <coughs> sister. But you have assumed that. Don't ask. Go one day. <coughs> sister. <coughs> you know? We've been in the church for a while, you know. And, you know, we've been in the same ministry, you know. And, you know, the Bible says that uh, it's not good for a man to be alone, you know. And you see, as I've matured in the Lord, and the Bible says when a man has found a good wife, he's found a good thing. You're looking at all, everybody around. I see you as a good thing for my life. (laughs) I'm teaching them. So, you know, you know, um, the Bible says that uh, uh, do not be unequally yoked. I feel that your yoke is similar to my yoke, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, so based on those, all those scriptures, do uh, you think we, we, we uh, do you think um, we should let Reverend know that, you know, I'm interested in you. Just ask. She may say yes. She may say no. She may say I'm going to pray about it. It doesn't matter. Ask. But don't assume that because she's nice, oh, she visits you, she, you ask, oh, she likes me. No, don't make a mistake. 
Are you hearing me? And the reverse is true. No sister here should assume a brother likes you unless he asks you. Don't assume that, oh, I think he likes me. You see, and you have assumed that because he's nice to you, he takes care of you, you have assumed that he likes you. That's why you are upset when he started going out with somebody else. He said, well, I didn't know. He has, disapp- he has not disappointed you. He never asked you in the first place. <laughs> I'm preaching. You are the one who made the assumption. He never asked you. So don't say that he has disappointed me. He never asked. Hallelujah. That is the reason why when we have weddings, we, we, we ask for vows. That's the reason. That's why we ask for wedding vows. So that you save all of us to hear. Do you take? That's the reason why we ask that question. We, we are not assuming. Because you may still come to the altar, but you still haven't made up your mind. <laughs> That's why we ask that question. Do you take? So that you say it. That's why we ask to mention the full name. Do you take the right name? Because you'll be surprised that people are standing there, but they are thinking of somebody else. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ask. 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 Don't make an assumption. A lot of us make assumptions that God knows. God doesn't know. Yes, no, no, God. God knows. But you have to ask. You have to open your mouth and ask. Hallelujah. Amen. Seek. Knock. Amen. So that's, that's about prayer. Now, see, there's this scripture that we all hear all the time. Whatsoever. You see, whatsoever you ask the Father. Hallelujah. Whatsoever. So when you hear that statement, whatsoever, it's literally a blank check. Isn't it a blank check? If I tell her, look, whatsoever you want, just ask me. It's a blank check. It's actually a blank check. Whatsoever. Whatsoever you ask. It's a blank check. That's actually a blank check. Can you imagine if your husband said, Diana, whatsoever you want. <laughs> a blank check. Yeah, whatsoever. If Jeff will ask you whatsoever. <laughs> but the reason why Jeff has not asked you whatsoever. <laughs> you are wondering that there is a reason. One day that Jeff woke up and said, Lydia, whatsoever you want. That request has never come. The day is coming. Mm -hmm. Whatsoever. So, so what I'm trying to say is God lying to us when he says whatsoever. Huh? So, listen to me carefully. So, from whatsoever, God is saying that I can answer all your requests. Whatsoever means 100%. Amen. Hallelujah. Church, are you hearing me? 
But how many of us here can say that we have prayed and we never got an answer? Please lift up your hand. If you have prayed before, you never got an answer. Yeah. Are you hearing me? So is God lying? Is God lying? I said, is God lying? Yeah. God cannot lie. Hallelujah. Whatsoever. So we are going to we, we are going to learn hundred percent answered prayers. How to get hundred percent answers for your prayers? All of us are going to learn how to get hundred percent answers for your prayers. Hallelujah. When you go to Anakazo, I want all of you to go to Anakazo one day. You should say, "I should be there. I will be there." When I say Anakazo, you say, "I will be there." It's one of the most beautiful ministerial church campus you can find in the whole world. In the whole world. Not in Africa. The whole world. Because ministers have come from abroad. Foreigners. Americans. And they all say that this is the most beautiful Christian campus they have ever seen. No, I mean, I'm not talking about Africa. There are not even any campus in the U.S. that is, is as beautiful as that. It's nicer than Oral Roberts. It's actually nicer than Oral Because I've been to Oral Roberts. I have been to Oral Roberts. And I can't tell it's nicer than Oral Roberts. And I'm talking about American preachers who have come. And they all testify. Yeah. That this thing is in Africa. One of the things that is there is there's a garden called 100% Answered Prayers Garden. Yeah. It's a place called 100% yes, A beautiful garden. Where Bishop has declared prophetically that if you come and pray here, you'll have an answer. 100% answered garden. It's called 100% answered. Just like when you go to Jerusalem. I've been to Jerusalem before. When you go to Jerusalem, there's a war. Have you seen a war in Jerusalem? That when you go and put your request there, you'll be surprised. Even president go and put their request there. Presidents. Because they believe. The last time I went there, I also put my request there. Oh yeah, I put my request there. I, I, you, if you go to Jerusalem, go and put your request in that war. Say you'll be there. I said, say you'll be there. As a Christian, you must visit Jerusalem in your lifetime. Hallelujah. Yeah. 100%. Amen. I'm teaching us to get 100% answers for our prayers. Because whatsoever means 100%. Just in case you have not thought about it. Whatsoever. Hallelujah. Amen. So how do you get 100% answered prayers? Number one. The first thing I'll talk about is you must learn to pray for yourself. You must learn to pray yourself. Learn to pray yourself. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Learn to pray yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. You see, a lot of Christians are dependent on somebody else for their prayers. No. No. There are too many pray for me members. Pray for me, pray for me. Right? I'm going to bring you. Boss, just pray for me. Right? Pray for me. Right? Pray for me. Pray for me. Yeah. Pray for me. You don't know how to pray. You see, a time will come you may need somebody to pray for you, but the person is not available. Yeah. Huh. 
Are you hearing me? Yeah. So, even though we love to pray for you, and I pray for you all the time, it is important for you to know how to pray for yourself. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. That is why we spend time teaching you how to pray. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus said, that's what he said, Lord, teach us how to pray. Learn to pray. You see, if you are a Christian, you must learn to pray. Okay? Learn to pray. Learn to pray. Hallelujah. You cannot, you see, it's like, you cannot always depend on people to drive you somewhere. A point you must learn how to drive. Because a day will come, you need to go somewhere, but there's nobody to drive you. I'm preaching. Yeah. So here you are. There's a car. Insurance is paid. There's gas in the car. Everything is working. But because you don't, you cannot drive. You are the car is parked in the garage and you are struggling with buses and you are complaining because the person who drives you all the time is not available. You must learn how to drive so that you can drive. Over 18, you are an adult. You are eligible for license. Learn how to drive. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. Are you hearing me? Yes. Yes, the pastor is anointed. He loves you. He'll pray for you. But he may not be available all the time. Look, <laughs> I don't know. It's a joke. I think it's a true story. Somebody told me about a guy in the Maryland area. Some, some Nigerian guy. I mean, it says the guy came to one of our churches. I think Virginia or so or so. Then he was pastor of so I like this church, man. It's all. Then he's all. The father, the, the pastor works. He said, ah! I don't want to go to a church where the pastor works. No, 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 no. Church where the pastor works. No, 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 no. No. I am supposed to go and work and bring the pastor tight and offering for him to pray for me. Uh uh-uh. uh. Let me go look for the money. Let him pray for me. <laughs> His duty is to go and look for money to come and give to the pastor. Let the pastor pray for him. Because that's one the pastor that when you look for the pastor's in the ear. No, 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 no. <laughs> what kind of pastor is that? I'm working, he's working. No, let him pray for me. Let me go and bring the money. That's what he said. He said, let me go and work and bring the pastor money. Let him pray for me. But you know, that, that may be a mistake. Learn to pray for yourself. Learn to pray for yourself. Even a full-time pastor, the person is a full-time the person is even does not work in ministry is available to you. You may call him, maybe on his wife. He won't answer the call. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. So learn to pray. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why we. That's why in this church we teach you how to pray. That's why I say come for open. Look, let me tell you something. Praying is like learning how to pray is like swimming. No matter the theories you get about swimming, unless you fall in the water, you can never learn how to swim. Hallelujah. The same thing with prayer. Unless you get into the act of praying, you will never know how to pray. That is why you learn, listen to me carefully, you learn how to pray by praying with others. I'm being practical to you. You learn how to pray by praying with others. As you come to a prayer meeting, as you join a group and you are praying, you also learn how to pray. 
you cannot learn how to pray by reading about prayer. Hallelujah. I believe most of you have never prayed all night before until we started open heavens. But as soon as we started open heavens, now you have learned how to pray for long hours. So by that experience, you have learned how to pray long hours. How many have not prayed all night before until you came? You have never prayed all night before until we started joining this church. I want to see you, man. You have never prayed by all night on yourself alone. No, before you joined the church, as a Christian. Yeah, by yourself. Have you prayed around by yourself before? Yeah. But as you join this church, and we say, come for open heavens, and we, we start praying from 11 to 4. So you are, you are learning how to pray. So that when the day comes, you can stand up on your own. Somewhere in Albuquerque, New Mexico, there's nobody there. But because you have learned the art of praying, you can pray. Hallelujah. So you must learn. The first one is learn how to pray. Amen. Number two, I'm talking about 100%. Number two, it's in a book. We can read a book. Number two is pray to your heavenly father. John 16, 23. These are Bible teachings. John 16, 23. 16, 23. And in that day, ye shall ask me nothing. Don't ask me anything. Jesus said, don't ask me anything. In that day, you shall ask, don't ask me anything. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father. Don't ask Jesus, ask the Father. Hallelujah. In my name, he will give it to you. So, the second point is that pray to the Father. Pray to the Father. You see, I'm being very careful. Pray to the Father because there are some churches, they teach you to pray to Virgin Mary. You don't pray to Mary. Pray to the Father. Prayer is supposed to go to the Father. Not to the mother of Jesus. Yes, listen to me. We honor Mary. Because the Bible says, blessed are thou among women. Mary needs to be honored. Mary needs to be revered. Mary needs to be appreciated. Because he's the mother of Jesus. But Mary does not need to be prayed to. No, ask. No, ask Mary to pray for you. No! That's wrong doctrine. Prayer is to the Father. Hallelujah. Mary needs to be honored. Blessed are thou among women. He's the mother of Christ. He, needs, he, he has a special place. But he's not supposed to be prayed to or ask Mary to pray for you. Pray for us sinners. Mary to pray for you? No. Mary herself, he needs prayers. Yes. And she knows it. She called the Jesus, my Lord. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? So your prayer must always be to God. Pray to the Father. You may think it's basic, but some people are praying to other things. Pray to the Father. Don't ask any, pray to the Father. Hallelujah. Your prayer must go to the Father. And I'm showing you about Jesus, Jesus said, don't ask me anything. Don't pray. This, neither do we pray to Jesus. We don't pray to Jesus. Christians don't pray to Jesus. We pray to the Father. 
preaching. Hallelujah. We pray to who? I say we pray to who? I say we pray to who? The Father. We don't pray to Jesus. Amen. I said amen. I'm praying to Jesus. No, you don't pray to Jesus. You do not pray to Jesus. You pray to the Father. And they are to, when, when, when the disciples ask Jesus Christ, teach us how to pray. He said, when you pray, say our Father. Not, not me. Hallelujah. Number three. Go back to the same verse. You pray in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You pray in the name of Jesus. You pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In that day, you shall ask me nothing, but whatsoever you shall, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, in my name, in my name, in my name, in my name. The permits, the chat, chat, chat to get President Trump to hear your request if you speak to his, one of his aides. Or any great person. Any great person. If you want to see somebody who is great, usually you are better off going to the person through the secondary. Are you hearing me? Yeah. And like even me. If you want something, if you want Bishop Dark to do something for you, I'm more likely able to represent you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because I've been with Bishop for a long time. I know him. We talk. Even this morning, he sent me a WhatsApp. This morning, has Bishop sent you a WhatsApp? Uh-huh. Me, this morning, yes. This morning, even before I was preaching. This morning, before we were preaching, just, 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 he sent me a WhatsApp. Even this morning. Okay? WhatsApp. He has he hasn't even sent you a WhatsApp for you. I haven't even sent before. That's how often we chat. This morning, he just sent me a WhatsApp about something. We all laughed. You see? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm more likely to carry your request to him. Because I, I know him. I'm on second on the right side. So Jesus is sitting at the right side of the Father. So when your request comes through him, the Father is more likely to hear. Are you hearing me? Asha, are you hearing me? So don't ever end your prayer without mentioning the name. In his name. So that is reason number one. Why we pray in his name. Reason number two, why we pray in his name is that there is power, my goodness, in the name of Jesus. I said there is power in that name. The Bible said that he, God has exalted him that at the mention at the mention of that name, every knee shall bow of things in heaven, on earth, and underneath the earth. The name also has power. The name by itself. Somebody shout Jesus. Jesus. Shout Jesus. Jesus. Shout Jesus. Jesus. That is why you can touch yourself. In the name of Jesus, I command you to move. And that one, power is released. Because yes. the name has power. The name carries power. Hallelujah. As soon as demons hear the name, they tremble. Yeah. Demons tremble. 
Because the name has authority. Listen. You can go and park your car somewhere. And I'll come and say, move your car. You won't mind me. Please move your car from me. You won't mind me. But if the police comes and they say, move your car. Sometimes they won't even talk. They'll say, bang, bang. And you by yourself because you know the power that is behind that policeman. You quickly, you back at your car and move because the man carries power. In the same way, when demons hear Jesus' name, they tremble. The name has power. Somebody shout Jesus. Jesus. That's why we shout that name in church. Sometimes all they have to do is to shout Jesus and demons will scatter. Has power. The name carries power. Hallelujah. And them, you see, and it carries power on all the three realms. Okay? Some people, their power is only in their local vicinity. Apart from where you live, nobody knows you. But in Jesus' heaven, he's known. On earth, he's known. In hell, he's known. So it doesn't matter which world the spirit is coming from. The shout, Jesus! Sometimes all your prayers should be just screamed in. At the mention that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven, in earth, and under the earth. And let me tell you, there are evil spirits under the earth. Whatever evil spirit has been assigned to you to bring you a sickness, a cancer, a disease, just shout, Jesus! And it will, it will respond to it. It's like a policeman. I tell you to move your car, you won't mind me. Most of the time, look, most of the time, when uh, we, we, we move our car to give way to the police, like when you are driving, and you see the policeman behind you, 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 you just move. You don't want to matter. <laughs> Quickly. Since when has a policeman moved his car for you? I said, since when has a policeman moved his car for you? But you know, I have one experience. On, on Friday, a, police can move, a policeman moved his car for me. Yes, that's two days ago. Yeah. A policeman. I was telling him, I was with Moses. I said, hey, I've never seen this boy in my life. I, 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 I was, was going to make a turn and the two police cars have stopped. They were investigating the case. And I was making a turn. So, and I couldn't go through because of the way their cars were packed. Can you believe this? So, excuse us, sir. And they moved their car for me. Wow. I said, hey, I told Moses, I said, I, I, I wish I could record it because I'm... <laughs> Policemen will move their car so I can pass through. And you when you see their car, then you don't even go near. <laughs> because I was trying to back out and go the other way. Because I don't want trouble. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. One time I was going to the airport, I was in a hurry. Then 
I overtook a car. Lo and behold, it was a police car. <laughs> I didn't see there was a police car. So I was speeding. While you were speeding too, you overtook. <laughs> you, you, you can imagine what, what, what followed after. But the new one happened. Shoo! Pass the police car. <laughs> yeah. But the name has power. I said the name has power. I said the name has power. Principalities respond to the name of Jesus. Demons respond to the name of Jesus. Human beings respond to the name. Anything, angels. You see, anything responds to the name. Hallelujah. So no matter what. All that you need to scream, scream in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So we pray. Number two, we pray in the name of Jesus. Don't ever make the mistake of praying in the name of Benihim. You know, or pray in the name of Angel Obinim. Please. <laughs> Please. Maybe my name will be better. Forgive me. But don't put that. Pray in the name of who? Jesus. I said pray in the name of who? Jesus. I said pray in the name of who? Jesus. Because the name carries power. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Let's continue. So that's, that's what number three. Number one, pray, learn to pray yourself. Number two, pray to the Father. Number three, pray in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> number four. I'm giving you reasons why you can have 100% praise. Number four, when you come to pray, okay? When you come to pray, confess your sins. First John chapter one, verses eight and nine. First John chapter one, verses eight and nine. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we say, go back again. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. Verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 59 verses 1 and 2. Isaiah 59. Behold, behold, look, behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. Neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. Verse 2. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. It's not that God cannot answer prayer. God does not answer prayer. It's not that God is not willing to answer prayer, but your sins is the barrier. Could you give us this verse in the New Living Translation? The reason for, see, I'm telling you how to get answers prayers. The reason, listen, the Lord is not weak to save you, and He's not becoming deaf. Okay? He can hear you when you call. He can. When you call. 
Second verse. But there's a problem. Everybody say there's a problem. I say, say there's a problem. But there is a problem. Your sins have cut you off from God. Because of your sins, he has turned away and he will not listen anymore. This is a problem. But there's a problem. But there's a problem. We are not getting answers to your prayers because there's a problem. And the problem is your sins. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. How many know there's a problem? I'm asking, how many know there's a problem? And the problem is it's not unique to you. It's a uni- the, the problem is a universal problem. That is why 1 John 1 9 says that when you come, if we say we don't sin, we are lying. But if we confess our sin, so listen to me, I'm teaching 100% as a prayer. Don't start your prayer without confessing your sins. I'm preaching. Be sincere about your sins and confess your sins. Hallelujah. And when it comes to confession of sins, we don't confess our sins in tongues. You don't confess your, t- your sins in tongues. No, 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 no. Say the sin. Say the sin. Lord, forgive me for where my hand was last night. Don't say... Lord, you know, you know where my hand was last night was not good. Lord, I repent of the movie I watched last night. Lord, last night, where I was last night was not good. Lord, you know, the way I talked to that person was not good. Lord, my, the way I behave, I confess your sins genuinely. Don't say, let us confess our sins. Kill our soul. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't confess your sins in tongues. You are changing, thank you. I, I, I do prayer meetings all the time. And so, let's begin by confessing our sins. You don't confess your sins. By no. Confess your sins. Even if somebody hears, so what? Even if somebody hears, so what? If you confess your faults one to another, it is, you understand what I'm saying? If you confess your faults one, even if somebody hears, if you're confessing your faults to one another, God will hear and God will heal. You must be saying, Lord, forgive me. Yesterday, you know, the way Bubu was touching my breast, Lord, forgive me. Don't say that, Kale son. No, no, it's not Kale. Talk about the way he was touching your breast. Don't say that the Lord knows your thoughts. No, he knows, say it. Hallelujah. I'm preaching. Confess. Speak the mistakes. Hallelujah. For if we say we sin not, we deceive ourselves. Look, I, I can tell you. Isaiah said that it's not that God, his hands are short. No, his ears. But there's a problem. There's a problem. Don't forget this analogy. There is no mother here who will give a child, a child is crying, he wants food, he wants something, and the child's hands is dirty, and you put the food in his hands. Would you do that? Would you do that? Because you don't want the child, even though what, even though what you are giving the child is good, because the child hand is contaminated, it will harm the child. So the first thing you do, you want the child to wash their hands, 
After they wash their hands and clean, then you give them what is good. Because when you give something that is good to a dirty hand, it will help, it will help the person. Are you hearing me? So it's not that God does not want you to answer your prayer. But your hands are dirty. When you give a, something good to a sinner, it will harm him. Hallelujah. So don't forget that analogy. Always wash your hands. Okay? A mother will ask the child. I mean, come here, Elijah. Mommy, you tell me, wash your hands. Even if he cries and says, you wash, you know that, look, the way the hand is dirty, if I give you this thing, you'll rather get sicker. And some of us, the state of sin that we are in, if God was to answer our prayer, it would do us more harm. So God said, look, it's not that I don't want to answer. There's a problem. Let's solve the problem. Wash your hands first. Confess your sins. When you confess your sins and your hands are clean, then I will answer your prayer. Hallelujah. So that's point number what? Number four? That's point number four? Good. What's number one? Learn to pray yourself. Number two? Pray to your father. Number three? In the name of Jesus. Number four? Confess your sins. See, confess my sins. You see, when you say confess your sins, it's like you are talking to somebody. Stop talking to me. Say, confess what? When they confess your sins, like you are telling somebody, you. <laughs> hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Quickly, let's go through. Number five. Abide in Christ. Abide in Christ. John 15, 7. John 15, 7. But if you, st- no, uh, King James. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you want, and it shall abide in you. It means if you don't abide in me, don't ask me. Abide in me, stay, 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 stay. Abide means stay. Abide means live. Live in Christ. Live in church. Live in the house of God. Stay here. Abide. You are not in church. You are not in the house of God. You are not in Christ. Abide. Abide. Live here. Don't pass through. I don't answer prayers of people who pass through. I answer prayers of those who live here. Look. If you have a child in the house. Who you don't see. Early in the morning, pam, he's gone. He does nothing in the house. The person, you don't see the person. Early in the morning, pam, man his own business. In the night, he comes and crawls into bed. You don't see the person. And then he, in the morning, he comes and asks you, Mom, can you pay my fees? You ask when was the last time you stayed in this house? Or you did anything in this house? When was the last time you did anything in this house? I should pay something for you. When was the last time? You don't abide in this house. You don't do anything in this house. You are just in and out doing your own thing and you expect me to do something for you? Abide. Abide. Hallelujah. Abide in Christ. Stay. Stay in 
Christ is the house of God. You cannot be doing your own thing outside there and say, oh, God, God, God hears all prayer. No, he said, I hear prayer for those who abide. Hallelujah. I can tell you, so not all prayers are the same. Not everybody's prayer God answers. Okay? If you want him to answer your prayer, learn to abide. Hallelujah. Stay in the church. Stay in the house of God. Be Hallelujah. Why do you want to give somebody a blank check when the person is not in your house? Anyway. So that's what, number five? That's number five? Let's go quickly. Number six, because I want to finish. Number six. Is don't ask amiss. Don't ask amiss. Sometimes our prayers are not answered because we ask of the point. Don't ask amiss. You receive not because you ask amiss. You are asking for the wrong thing. God will not give you the wrong thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. That is why, that is why he said that, and my words are for my castle. So I should walk. What, what? <laughs> are you hearing me? Your prayer must be in line with the word of God. If the word is in you. Hallelujah. That is why, that is why we don't pray for the New York lottery numbers. Lord, the Bible says you know the future. You know tomorrow from the end. Yeah, Lord, you hold the keys, oh God. You know what is in the future, God. Even the numbers that are going to be released tomorrow, Lord, you know them. Give your son a revelation. For when I am blessed, I will build your temple. <laughs> Lord, when I'm blessed, I hear that the lottery numbers, the power ball, it's now at 300 and, it's now 960 million. Lord, a tithe of 90, 97 million can do good in your, you said, Lord, you said, the word of the wicked is laid up for the just. Command this. <laughs> I need the pictures, Lord. <laughs> I mean, yeah, God, you said, the power to make world, it lies with you. Give me the numbers, Lord. For you know the future. God is not going to answer any New York. <laughs> if God will answer that prayer, trust me, all of us will have prayed that prayer, including me. <laughs> if God will answer the lottery number prayers, I am sure Pastor Eugene will have prayed that prayer a month ago. When you see churches, oh, they are giving prophecy for lottery numbers. God does not answer that prayer. No. Hey. I mean, like, what is it? Where is it? Where is it now? I don't even know where it is now. Where is the next one? Has somebody won the jackpot? On Tuesday. It's probably like 20 million. 650 million. Ah, Francis, a Christian brother. <laughs> you may never know. Me, 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 me. I know, I know a brother who's a pastor now. I know a brother who's a pastor now. 
One day I was with him, he said, no, Charlie. Even the Bible says, you know, you just hasted to be rich. The way the numbers are going up. <laughs> the way the numbers are going up. To be honest with you, if the Lord was to give me a breakthrough, I'd be happy. I said, but you know, it's unscriptural, you know, it's not biblical to take lottery. I said, yeah, I know, but you know. Can you believe he went and bought the lottery? <laughs> of course he didn't win. <laughs> no. You pray and miss. That's why we don't ask for lottery numbers. If God was to answer lottery numbers, I bet there will be nobody in this church who will not have prayed for that prayer before. Including me, the woman. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Hallelujah. Yeah. You see, sometimes our prayers are for our selfish gain. Don't, don't, don't pray those prayers. Yeah. Don't pray prayers for God. You know, so, I mean, God, bless me so that they will know that I'm your child. Lord, so that they will know that I'm called. Let there be a difference between Egypt and Goshen. Let your light shine upon me so that my neighbor will see that, yeah, the anointing is upon me. You are praying for your own pride and your own exaltation. God has no answer that prayer. You ask and receive not. Because you ask, that's the verse. You ask and receive not. Because you ask amiss, that you may consume it upon your own lust. On your own last. So that you will look good before everybody. So that you can, you can, you can boss yourself around. For your own last. God does not answer those prayers. God does not answer those prayers. God does not. For your own last. So that you will feel good above everybody. He does not answer. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. So don't ask amiss. Amen. I said don't ask amiss. Yeah. Just when you ask for your own. And you'll be surprised. Why do I say so? Because you see, usually, usually, when you are, when, when you are the only one who has, you don't complain. It is only when somebody else has and surpasses you. Then suddenly your prayer increases. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you, are, when you are the only one who was driving your Nissan uh, Maxima 2012, you felt good. There was no need to pray for a car. Until somebody brought a Lexus. And now nobody's talking about your car. So now you're praying, Lord, I need a Mercedes. Why do you need a Mercedes? So your, your, your request for Mercedes is not based on a need, but to consume upon your own last, so that when the pastor needs a ride, he's the one that he will pick your car. Because before your, the Lexus came, you know how pastors are? They were using your car to another person. <laughs> pastors are like that too. Pastors, pastors are like that. You are always like that. They will be sitting in your car like this. Let another brother come to another car. They will say, hey. <laughs> They will be having all the fashion in your house. Let another brother come to build a better house. Now they are moving the fashion to the house. That's how pastors are. Pastors are like that. I know I'm one of them. That's why we are. 
We are confessing our sins. So suddenly your, your jealousy has arisen. Yes. Yes. Your jealousy has arisen. Yeah. No. Don't pray for, to consume your own lust. You, go go say I won't answer that prayer. Because the motivation is for your own pride. Yeah. The motivation is for your own pride. It's for your own pride. It's for your own pride. That's all. Because I don't answer those prayers. Yeah. So that, you, so that you'll be the only good one? No. I don't answer those. I do not answer those prayers. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Are you here with me, church? And of course, the last one is for God to answer your prayer, you must be fruitful. I think it's John, yeah, fruitful. John 15, 16. I think so. John 15, 16. You have not chosen me. But I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Whatsoever, 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 whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. The reason is that you are fruitful. You are fruitful. If you want your prayers to be answered by God, be a fruitful Christian. Hallelujah. Be a fruitful Christian. Everything I've preached to you, I've showed you the verse. This is the word of God. Be a fruitful Christian. I have chosen you. That you should go and be And that your fruit should remain. Semicolon. So that whatsoever you ask the Father. You see, everything is for the Father. In my name, I will give it to you. Your request is being granted because you are fruitful. God finds you productive. God finds you that you are a shepherd. God finds you you are a basanta leader. God finds you you are working in the choir. God finds you you are working in the back. God finds you you are visiting. You are doing something fruitful. He said, okay, then because you are doing something fruitful, whatsoever you ask, I will give to you. Because nobody wants to give to somebody who does not do zero. Hallelujah. That your fruit should remain. That whatsoever. Sometimes it's amazing. People don't want to do anything for God, but they want God to bless them. You see, everything you are asking God to do, put yourself in that same spot. Will you do something for anybody who doesn't do anything for you? So why are you expecting God to do the same thing? Are you hearing me? You are not involved in the work of God at all. We say outreach, you don't come. We say visitation, you don't come. You say, let's clean the church. You don't come. You say, choir rehearsal. You don't come. Eh, your only duty in the church is to come and warm the pews. If it is warming the pews, we can go to the street and bring people to come and warm. That's not, the, that's not what it's about. The church is about God's house. It's about God's work. We say we are giving. You don't give. Zero. And you are praying to God. No. Hallelujah. Say you ask amiss. We are not fruitful. Amen. So let us find ourselves as fruitful Christians in the house of God. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, it's a, it, it is a universal rule. Anybody who helps you, you are interested in the person. It's pe- period. Yeah. 
When the centurion, when the centurion asked ask for Jesus Christ to come, he said, and he had a servant who was dear. Dear to him that the guy was crucial for his business. The guy was crucial for his operations. Without that servant, his business would not run. Because the guy was crucial to his business, when the guy got sick, he used all his connections to get Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not talking about it. The guy was a centurion. He was running a big business. And he had this servant who was operating the business. So when the guy got sick, he knew that, look, if this guy dies, my business is not going to work. So what can I do? Then he remembered, ah, you know, those foreigners, those Jews, those immigrants, when they were looking for a church, I built the church for them. When they wanted to build a church, I helped them build a church. When they wanted, I, I helped them. I did it for them. I helped them. I did the church for them. I helped them build a church. And I hear that now they have this guy who can do healing. So this, this dear guy can heal this my servant. He, suddenly he remembered his connection. Okay, I remember, you know, Peter, it was one of his guys, Peter, who came to see me to build a church. And I hear Peter has connection with this Jesus guy. So he called Peter and said, look, guys, don't forget. Remember, when you were struggling to get a place, I gave you a place. When you were looking for land, I gave you a land. My business is in jeopardy if this, this guy goes. So this is your guy who you can heal. Please, get him for me. Get him for me. He remembered his connections because what was at stake was crucial. So when Peter came, he said, look, Lord, you know, uh, we have a problem. You know, there's this guy. Even the church where we had a service last week, he built it, you know, just to avoid any problems, Lord. Can you sort him out? And Peter said, he deserves a miracle. He deserves. He has the right because he has built something for us. And I like Jesus. And immediately, Jesus did not even dilly-dally. He knew that this miracle is an urgent miracle. Because the person who's asking, he's worthy. And the person is asking because somebody dear to him. Yeah. Do you know the guy put his reputation at stake by going to ask Jesus Christ? You see, when you see a boss asking favor from somebody else, it means it must be very important because most bosses are proud. I've never thought about it. Most bosses are proud. So for a boss to come and beg you for a favor, That must be very important to him. Because most bosses say, well, I'm sorry, I mean, uh, I, look, if he dies, I'm just going to another servant. And there's nothing like, if he dies, I'm going to another servant. I mean, come on. At my, I, I, I can, uh, at my status, I can't go and beg this immigrant. He came to beg poor people. He came, uh, a centurion. You, know, you have not thought about it. You have not thought about it. A very high-level person came to beg immigrants. He was a centurion. It's like saying that the who is the mayor of New York? De Blasio. De Blasio comes and is coming to beg me. Oh, come on. 
because you know that you know a bishop. He will, he will, he will not. So it, it must be a very crucial thing to him. Oh, I know you know a certain guy called Dak. He can do this thing for me. So the blessed will come and beg me. Are you hearing me? So it shows that when you are important to somebody, the person will go at all length to keep you. And God said, when you are fruitful, I will go at all length to keep you and grant you your request. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? Yes. So, what are the points we gave? Number one is what? Learn how to pray yourself. Number two? Number three? Number four? I like point number four. Number four, do what? Number four, do what? Yes, don't say your sins. Confess my sins. Number four, do what? Number five. Abide. Number six. Don't ask a mess. And number seven. You must be fruitful. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If you are clapping, clap well because you have got... Hallowed be. Hallowed be thy name. Oh, yes, Lord. And Yes, Lord. Hear us from heaven. Forgive us. Forgive us sins. We pray.
every head bowed and every eye closed. You are here this afternoon. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You see, until you get saved, God does not answer your prayers. The Bible said that, for we know, for we know, it's not that we assume, for we know, he answered not sinners. So the first step for God even to answer your prayer, or the first prayer that God answers, is the prayer of repentance. Before God will even begin to listen to you, you must repent from your sins. And the Bible says that if we believe in our mouth and we confess with our heart, if we believe in our hearts and we confess with our mouth, we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth, he will save us. So your first prayer before God even pays attention to you is the prayer of salvation. So this afternoon, if you are here and you are not a Christian, you are not a child of God. You see, you are not sure. You are not sure whether you go to heaven or hell when you die. You, know, you are not sure. I can tell you something. You are sure you are a boy. You are sure you are a girl. There's no question about it. You know who you are. You are sure you are black. You are sure you are white. There's no question about it. In the same way, you must be sure that you are a Christian or you are not a Christian. So if you are not sure that you are a Christian, if you are not sure that you are a Christian, if you are not sure that you are a Christian, if you are not sure that you are born again, then you are not a Christian. So today, this afternoon, I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus Christ. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, don't play games with God. Don't play games. Don't play games with God at all. This is the hour of salvation. You need God to help you. Life without God is a losing game. So you want to give your life to Christ, lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. There is room at the cross for you. There's no games at all. You can't play games with God. No, you cannot play games with God. No, you cannot. One day, you will stand before your maker. Nobody knows. You see, nobody wants to die. But nobody, or nobody expects to die. Nobody expects to die. But you may never know. You may never know. But let me see that. And let's take our, bring your first and best. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.